Entrepreneurs can get stuck in their head, challenged by their thoughts, the voice in their head, and their beliefs. We chat with successful entrepreneurs who share their journey and the lessons learned along the way. The Add Valued Entrepreneurs podcast is edutaining, leaving you with actionable advice to transform your life and create a thriving business that aligns with your values and goals. Our conversations are for entrepreneurs who want more freedom and fulfillment from their work so they can live the life they desire. You deserve it. It is possible. It's time for you to add value. Just wanted to mention this episode was recorded earlier. And as our audience grows, we just wanted to share some of the value from our earlier episodes. Man, today's guest is so exciting. She's a friend of mine and a client and just excited to share her story with you. Her name is Karen Savory. Karen is a design connoisseur with a food fetish. As the owner of Sweet and Savory Designs, she helps restaurants and food and beverage companies create top shelf visual brands that directly impact both the vitality of the business and the bottom line. Using visionary thinking, a commitment to excellence, and a deep understanding of the industry, she creates everything a delicious brand requires in celebration of her grandparents' love story between a sweet and a savory, her vision is to create memorable experiences and spread happiness to others through food, culture, and of course, design. So join me in welcoming my friend, Karen Savory. Well, Karen, I'm so happy that you're able to join us today. And, and I know that uh, you've got such great experience and um, you've had such a a, a great journey in, in your entrepreneurial efforts. And so I'm excited to uh, share that with, with my audience. Would you just introduce yourself and, 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 and your business and, and kind of maybe why you, how you ended up in that niche, that special. special. Sure. Sure. Well, I am happy to be here. So thank you, Robert, for having me. Um, my name is Karen Savory and my business is Sweet and Savory Designs. Um, so essentially I'm a graphic designer for the food and beverage industry specifically. Um, truly that came out of my love for food and travel and culture and of course my artistic side. Um, always since ninth grade wanting to be a graphic designer and then just kind of figuring out well, these are all the things that I love. Let's start a business and make sure I focus on that and, you know, help the people in those areas that I just, I, that I love experiencing every day. So it's kind of how I got started and why I got started anyways. <laughs> nice. And obviously a lot of people struggle with niche, right? And, mm -hmm. and you've been able to, to focus on that niche kind of from the very beginning. How, how has that been helpful to you? Oh, gosh. Um, yeah, I know it is very difficult because I have multiple friends that also have their own businesses and trying to figure out how to niche. And I felt really lucky that I, I narrowed in on these passions and, and, and my drive to help this specific industry. Um, the niche has made it definitely easier to really go out and find those potential power partners and referral partners that can just really open up your business and, and in, also introduce you to the other right people and connect with the, the correct community. Um, you definitely have a really great jumping off point to get to the to, to your audience if you niche down a little bit more rather than just I want to serve everybody doing everything. <laughs> it's always very hard. So I mean, going into marketing, it's like target target audience. So you need one in that niche. It, yeah. How tempting has it been to take other business? 
outside of your niche? I would say, like when I first started, of course, it's very tempting to take anything and everything, you know. Uh, once you're getting started, you just need you need that cash flow. You need to start building a business, and um, so I did take on pretty much anything initially. But then you really do have to work on okay, no, where do I want to go? So let's start finding those people and attracting only those people and saying yes to only those people to really you know, build your rapport in the community and, and get that going. And I think though it took some time to get there, I've now officially started doing that and, and take on less and less other projects um, that are outside of the food and beverage world. Nice. So you mentioned um, something really important in there that your niche allowed you to make the right connection. So talk to me a little bit about connection and, and the, the value of connection in building your business. Oh my gosh. It's everything. Otherwise, especially as a solopreneur, um, you don't have a team, you don't have employees, you don't have anybody else to connect with um, other than who you meet and build relationships with in the community and in the industry. And um, even other like-minded entrepreneurs and friends, you just, the the connections and the relationships you build are everything because they're your support. They are your cheerleaders. <laughs> um, so honestly, building those relationships and finding those people has been the reason I've, you know, become successful, I feel like. Um, if, if I were trying to do this all by myself all the time, I, I think I would have burned out fast, um, but also just lost faith in the business if I didn't have these people cheering me on and, and connect me with the right people. So. So you mentioned you mentioned the word power partners. Describe mm -hmm. what what you consider a power partner and how that's been helpful to you. I do feel I, I kind of have a, a slight distinction between say a referral partner and a power partner. Sure. Um, we'll start with a referral partner. Just you know, as you're networking, as you're getting out there, creating relationships, um, referral partners can really be anybody that know what you do. That's at least that's how I see it. Um, and then they can be like, oh, I know the right person for that. Um, and send them your way or, or whoever. Um, as far as a power partner, I feel like that dives a little deeper. And so for me, in the creative industry, it's other creative talent. It's people that my ideal, ideal, ideal clientele work with first or, or after me. Um, so if I'm working with restaurants as one of my main clientele, which, which it is, um, even people like real estate who do commercial property and brokerage for, for restaurants, um, they're a great power partner. But then as far as the creative talent, like I focus mainly on branding and visual design. So I may need a web developer or photographer that can really help provide those other elements um, to build into the brand and, and what I do. Um, copywriting is not my strength, so copywriters. <laughs> um, anybody in the marketing world could be a wonderful power partner as well as anybody in the food and beverage industry that'll touch my clients at one point or another, whether it's before or after. So those I would consider power partners to the max because they're they're in front of the right people. And they're not just sending people your way that think, oh, that might be a good good connection. Absolutely. Thanks for sharing. That's yeah. uh, that is really powerful. And there's a reason you call them power partners, right? Because oh, the relationship is back and forth and it's it's actually kind of like you become a conglomerate 
providing similar services to the same clients and yes. and adding more and more value to what the clients need. Um, so that's that's terrific. We've really become a team and that's what it is. It's though we all own our own businesses, this the power partner aspect creates a team, creates that network. And um, honestly, because of it, it, I think it is so strong. I am in the second year of business and about 90% referral based, which is nice. awesome and a dream. So <laughs> absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about motivation. Ooh. What is what is it that drives Karen? Helping others. Nice. <laughs> absolutely. Um, that's kind of what drives me. I'm always a though it may, it's a strength and a weakness being a people pleaser. Right. Um, but at the same time, that's what fulfills me um, being generous and really you know, providing help as best I can in any situation, whatever I can give, I will, I will try to do so. Nice. <clears throat> so what's your, I mean, how is your purpose? How's that motivation tied to your, your niche and what you're doing? Right. So I feel like at least my purpose as, as sweet and savory designs, um, I like to say, you know, all I want to do is delight and nourish our community. So um, delight comes with the fact that I love making people happy and um, giving them an experience worth, you know, remembering. Um, but then also the nourishing, um, you know, that feeds into the food and beverage side uh, I just feel that food is nourishing food and beverage, all of this nourishing in so many ways, more than just, you know, physiologically, biologically to survive, but mentally, socially, emotionally, food and beverage is, is part of our lives in so many ways and, and, and nourishes us, um, inside and out. So nice. That's my purpose that. and my drive. <laughs> nice. So not everybody's going to know that Sweet and savory is not just a name. So tell us, tell us about the name and how you fell into that niche. Oh gosh, the name is fun, and that's—I mean, it just felt felt like this was meant to be. So my last name being savory. Uh, the best part of the story um, is that my grandma's maiden name was Sweet. So mm -hmm. truly, they are both sweet and savory designs are both of my names. You know, part of my family. Um, so my grandmother. Um, Dorothy Sweet married my grandfather, Leonard Savory. And I just, I think of it as like this perfect, you know, coming together of the flavor profile, but also for this fulfilling life together that they created. And then came me and I just feel fortunate to be part of this story. And so Sweet and Savory Designs um, definitely is in celebration of my grandparents and their story, but also my love um, for food. And, and that industry, but it all comes together and it just feels like, you know, kismet. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, that's so great. It's, it's so terrific that you can tie that back to, to your history and, and the idea that you want to honor your, your, your family history mm -hmm. in, in what you're doing, which obviously can be a motivator and a driver as well. Yes. So you definitely. also mentioned that your love for travel was, is a part of, of your identity and a part of who you are. Why don't you share a little bit with my audience uh, about your your travels and and how you've been set up as a a, a young lady of the world? <laughs> well, yes, definitely of the world. I like that. Um, <laughs> my dad worked 
um, in oil. So I guess you would consider me an oil brat. Uh, most of my childhood was spent overseas, moving back and forth from the U.S. Think, to another country. I, I think you were an oil good girl. Come on. <laughs> thanks. Thanks. You know, army brat, oil brat. But yes, <laughs> I was always a good girl. Um, still am. Still. Am. Um, so yeah, with with that, I I lived overseas most of my um, childhood. Lived in places. Oh, I guess we'll name them all, um, other than the U.S. So Colorado, Texas, California, but then Canada, Spain, England, and Saudi Arabia. So um, luckily, living in all those places, um, we were also able to travel a lot from there. So um, have been to, to many countries. Um, a lot of it, though, being, like I said, during my childhood. So I just want to do it all again to <laughs> appreciate it in a different way. You know, when we're young, we especially in your teens, all I was thinking about is boys and not <laughs> wanting to leave my friends. So I just, you know, I, travel still is ingrained in me, though I may not have appreciated it in, in the way that I would like to now. Um, I just feel fortunate, and that's definitely shaped who I am as a person and, and as a business owner. It's it's I want to help bring different cultures, so that's where a lot of food comes in, you know, um, bring that to share with the world. So that's absolutely. That's great. fantastic. <laughs> You're, you, you really have had so much fun even up to before you started your business and, and now your business is just going to give you the freedom to, to do so much more. And, and I've just been blessed to get to be a part of your journey and to see your growth just over the last year and, and to know that you're like a rocket. You are, you are just, just now leaving the launch pad and, and great things are going to be happening. Terrifying. <laughs> so, awesome things. <laughs> yeah. But if you're not, if you're not scared of it a little bit, like then it's not big enough, right? Like that dream isn't, isn't big enough if, if it's so easy. Very true. Yes. Thank you, you for constantly reminding me of that. <laughs> absolutely. Well, and so, that leads a little bit to um, contribution. Now that your your business has grown to the point of sustaining you, and um, how do you see contribution in your role as an entrepreneur? Oh gosh, yeah. Um, well, things have kind of morphed and grown lately into you know really trying to figure out who I want to work with and and how I want to help. Um, Right now, and what I see into the, the very near future as far as contribution to the community and to other entrepreneurs, it's, it's I have a few projects that are considered incubators. So really providing my expertise, my guidance, my help in any way that I can to help these um, restaurateurs or other food and beverage dreamers to really realize their dream and start off right. Um, so a lot of it is education. Um, so what I can give there, but then also my services, if, if, if we can make it work, um, that's where I really would love to work and grow with them as a brand, as a business and, and see them thrive. Nice. Um, and then future wise, of course, if I can get to, to where I would like to go, when, um, when, <laughs> when I get to where I would like to go, thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> then being able to contribute, you know, as much as I can to nonprofits and things in the industry and really give back in, in a way that I've been helped and, 
and just really grow that support system for these entrepreneurs and for the community and for people who may need a little extra help, whether it's with food or um, education or whatever. So that that's the dream down the line when I get there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's exciting. So now let's talk a little bit about confidence. Obviously, to do what you did takes a lot of courage. And, and how have you maintained that, that confidence once you launched out on your own? Wow, that's a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still working on my confidence, but um, to start, it was, you know, of course, the belief in myself that I have put in my 10,000 hours. I, I feel that I'm an expert. I can do this. I can take it out on my own. I know I have what it takes. Um, so that was really the first hurdle that I had to get over as far as confidence and, and makes sure <laughs> that I believed it in order to get started. Um, I honestly never in my life thought I would own my own business ever. I've always been somebody that needed that security. I needed um, somebody to tell me what to do so that I could feel responsible and you know, be that trustworthy person that gets the job done. Um, I needed structure. I needed routine and somehow threw that all out the window and started my own business. And it's been an incredibly rewarding experience and also a huge personal growth opportunity. And um, now reminding myself why I did it in the first place and still believing in myself every day. Um, it is, it is a tricky thing. Um, I don't know if you can see, but I have the word brave. I have to remember to be brave. You know? <laughs> so um, it's just, yeah, something that needs to, to be brought up constantly. But I do feel it's there. It's just making sure you tap into it. Um, sure. Confidence. We will be right back after this short break. This episode is sponsored by Add Value to Life Coaching. Want to learn the mindset secrets of successful entrepreneurs that have been shared on our podcast? Well, you can get them for free at addvaluemindset.com, addvaluemindset.com. Welcome back. Let's get back to more greatness. So so what changed? What what switched or changed in your world that that caused you to say, I can I can go from being an employee to doing this? Really? I feel it was this drive and this desire for a sense of freedom and flexibility. That's kind of where it all comes from. You know, working for somebody else, you may just not be able to do the things the way you would like to do them. And um, it got to a point where I just felt like, I know I, I want to do this for myself. I want to do it this way. This is what's going to be the best for me. Um, but also an, an awesome way that I can help the people that I really want to connect with. And so flexibility and freedom was it. Um, it's obviously a whole new set of anxiety and stress, <laughs> but it's that, you know, it's understanding that I put myself in this position and I have control over it um, rather than somebody else. And I think, I think that's huge. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And, and it's going to give you that freedom to take more than just two weeks of vacation, right? Like, you know, yes. I know that's a big part of your your desire to travel. You can't do a lot of travel in just two weeks a year. Oh gosh, no! Give me months, <laughs> please. <laughs> 
But Three if I can work and travel at the same time, that would be awesome. That's a great, yeah, that's <laughs> a great goal. Um, absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about mentors and, mm -hmm. and how you've used mentors um, on your journey to, to, to make you make yourself successful. Start somewhere. Give me a question. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, you know, how, how have mentors, how, how have mentors helped you, right? Like I know you've, you've hired multiple coaches and, and had mentors in your life. And so mm -hmm. what has that meant to um, your growth and your ability to, to have your business grow to a place it is this fast? Absolutely. Okay. Um, I'll back up before the business coaches or life coaches or whatever, nice. um, and go back a little further and, um, start with my, my professors really, um, especially going to Cal Poly out in San Francisco, California. The great thing about Cal Poly is, is learn by doing. So we started in our field, you had to declare a major upon being accepted and, and starting. So I knew where I wanted to go. And then having those teachers and those professors there to help guide me through specifically this, this, um, you know, career track and, and profession uh, was hugely, hugely um, helpful and uh, staying in contact with them as much as possible, but just knowing that, that they were there to really kick me off and, and really help me find my passion that mentorship was was necessary, um, nice. and then moving into, um, you know, my career. Uh, even starting off in high school, had the best, most wonderful boss. You actually met him at my wedding because you sat at the table with him. <laughs> he is the reason I probably ended up starting my own business. When I really think about it, seeing nice. him go through it and being a part of that, and really being a part of the the family that he created there, um, he was the jumping off point for just really, all right, I can do this and make money and love what I do. Um, nice. So other other bosses and, and managers have been wildly helpful in that as well, just helping me realize my potential and know that, that I am good at what I do, I just need to believe it. Um, so that's been necessary. And then now finally, after starting my own business, yes, reaching out and finding those coaches to really help me through. So not only you, who I, no, I appreciate know. And, and get to meet with every week, um, but then yes, uh, a friend and close colleague here um, worked with her, and you know, just really set the stage for what did I get myself into? You, you can say <laughs> you can say her name. She's going to be on a podcast too. So that's true. Well, Megan Johnson with Megan Johnson Coaching is yeah. kick ass. Um, Absolutely. And <laughs> so she, she does, works. She does work exclusively with women, and so yes. yes. But there'll be a link below to to Megan's yes. information because absolutely she's she's a rock star at helping get focused and 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 focus your business on the income generating behaviors that are going to make it successful. So, absolutely, she was instrumental in that and really understanding. All right, how can I do this, and what's the best way to track it, and you know, really work on building up my goals and everything like that, um, but also helping me build confidence in that and belief in that. Um, so yes, uh, she was a wonderful first step for me as well when I really launched into this this whole you know thing called entrepreneurship. So 
Yeah, that's um, great. Super thankful for her. And then um, even now getting to this, I would say a crossroads in my business. I feel like there's a lot I can do professionally um, that could take me to the next level. But before I can do that and feel confident in that, um, I do believe I need to work a little bit on myself and my mindset. And so I've started working with another a coach, um, I guess more of a life coach, but um, just to really help bring out that belief in me and work through some things that might, you know, be blocking my way to potential. Nice. So um, those kind of mentors as well as have been invaluable. So nice. And, and now you're at a point where you can consider mentoring someone else and, and oh, yes. sharing, sharing that information. So that's, that's an exciting mm -hmm. transition point, right? Like being able to share what you're, what you've learned. And yes. And I love doing that to be able to, to guide and help people come up and find their potential and realize, Oh gosh, this is, this is it. And, and be that person that helped them along the way. Gosh, that's so rewarding. And I, I love that. So, I mean, even at past jobs, I've, I've managed other designers. Um, and it's just, it's so, so rewarding. And I love being that person as well. Nice. Very good. Yeah. So <clears throat> let's talk about, um, outsourcing. <laughs> I, I know you're, you're right at that place, right? You're right at that place where, you know, my business is generating income and, and I want to focus on graphic design, but I still got to do, you know, the accounting and the marketing and all these other business aspects. Mm -hmm. Um, what, what are your thoughts on, on outsourcing and, and that ability to scale to oh, next step. Um, well, starting out, of course, as an entrepreneur, you want to try and do everything. You want to save as much money as possible, not pay anyone to do anything because you think you can do it all <laughs> and you're in control. Um, I quickly learned that that leads to burnout and that leads to you know unhappiness because you're not focusing on that zone of genius and what you really love, your passion. Um, so within the first year... I did hire on some contractors to do some stuff that I don't find fun or that was just taking up way too much of my billable time that I could be um, using towards my clients and, and their projects. So um, like copywriting, like I said, I, I, I hate writing. So <laughs> I, I have a blog. I, I love coming up with the topics, um, but I, I need a little help getting that out there. So Hiring nice. somebody to write blogs, um, hiring somebody to do my social media. The thing with social media is it's it's a twenty four hour gig, <laughs> <laughs> so um, have somebody to help with that was necessary. I still wear a lot of the hats. As I said, I'm still a solopreneur, so um, you know I'm CEO, COO, CMO, CFO, um, <laughs> And just, you know, working on getting to the point where I know that I can relieve some of those those um, necessary tasks and give it to somebody else and, and, and put more of what I love on, on my plate. <laughs> if you like what I did there. I did. Um, <laughs> um, and really, um, you know, do what best serves me um, and the business. Um, and and I, so I do think it's important. There's also a lot of 
future opportunities here that are very exciting, but also terrifying because they really would open up that, okay, Karen, you need to really think about, if not start immediately hiring help. Um, so to have other designers as employees is a crazy exciting, but also terrifying thought uh, <laughs> to then have to manage as well sure. and make sure I think there's that pressure that comes with hiring to make sure that you can really make ends meet and make sure they get paid. So that's a new challenge, but it is exciting um, to think about that rather than just contracting out work. Absolutely. And that, that's, that's a great next step because that's, that's the way it, it just grows and then still represents you and, and your dream and mm -hmm. yet your ability to serve more people is multiplied. Um, and that's exciting. Yes. So, wow. Can't wait to, can't wait to see where, where that goes. I'll let you know. I'll keep you informed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate your, uh, your openness about, you know, knowing yourself and, and then believing in yourself and even recognizing your, your need for growth um, in those areas, like knowing, believing, growing, what, what, what do you think is the basis? What do you think somebody just needs to, if you were to talk to a new entrepreneur or somebody who's thinking about starting their own business, what, what would you share with them? Oh man. <laughs> well, I feel like I've already done it with a friend um, who actually I, sh I share my office with. Um, we were just, you know, getting closer and hanging out and, and drinking wine and having a meat and cheese board and, and things just started coming up. And suddenly it was like, oh, gosh, all right, you're going to start your business, aren't you? And, and it just kept going. And, and now she's almost a year into her business. And <laughs> just watching her grow is extremely just satisfying and exciting to think that I've, I, you know, I helped at all in any of that um, to, to help, you know, lift her life up and, and really find what she loves to do. Um, and, and she's, she's doing it. So, oh gosh, I mean, what I would say is <laughs> it's a lot of work both on yourself and, you know, it's demanding to start your own business and, and dive into this, this journey, but it's, it's incredibly rewarding. You'll, you'll learn so much about yourself in the process. And I think it's absolutely worth it if you feel that you can take that on. Um, so I, I would love to help anybody and answer any questions about the process because it is, absolutely something that it's one of the best decisions of my life. So I have absolutely no regrets. Um, so that that's all I can really say about that is let's do it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. So the other thing you've done um, is Denver's convention for entrepreneurs. Um, uh, oh, participate at least. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit about startup week. Denver Startup Week is so much fun. Obviously, it's morphed a little bit because of the pandemic um, into something more virtual. Hopefully, we'll get in-person events back. But um, I think Denver Startup Week is incredibly inspiring. So if you have an idea or if you have even a notion, um, an inkling that you might want to start your own business, um, I would definitely attend it. It's totally free. Um, I went back in 2000. 
18 and 19 to multiple events. And it's just so inspiring. You're surrounded by other people that are just looking to learn more and, and, and be a part of something bigger. Um, and it's, it's absolutely something worth, worth doing. And now I'm even considering being a part of it rather than just attending. Um, <laughs> not this year. I, I think I want to wait for the in-person event to come back. Um, just because I, I thrive in that space. I thrive in connecting with people face to face and building relationships. And it's just so hard to do that virtually. Um, but yes, if you've got something that you want to share too, as an entrepreneur, you already own your own business. I think Denver Startup Week is a great way to kind of put yourself out there and and help and and show that you're an expert and, and find ways to um, educate the community on what you do and your, your mission and, um, you know, help others do the same. Nice. Yeah. All right, so this is your your chance to share anything we haven't talked about <laughs> that you think is is valuable to other entrepreneurs, or um, obviously your growth has happened fast and and furious, and 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 yeah, I know how hard you've worked, and I know um, you know what you've put into it to to make it successful. But the fact is, you're a testimony to what can happen if you just, you know, make the right moves and, um, and set yourself up to, to have, I mean, you know, significant income. You're certainly making more at this point than you probably ever have at any, any hourly job. And so, um, that's, that's really exciting. And to be at the place to consider hiring other designers to share the load is, is even more like, woo, that, yeah. that becomes, you know, that's like a business, right? Like <laughs> full on business. <laughs> so um, that's exciting. So thanks for sharing all of that. And if you have any other thoughts on on what you know, ways to to believe in yourself, ways to um, motivated. Maybe maybe your morning routine. Do you do you have a morning routine that that you use every day? I do, and I'm working on it. I'm still tweaking it to get right, but um, nice. uh, I, I can share a little bit what, what sure. I do. Um, though it's very hard. I try not to look at my phone first thing in the morning. Obviously you immediately want to attack emails, but the second you do that, you're distracted. So getting up, um, moving into another space and I meditate at least for 15 minutes or so, 10 to 15. Um, and I like to do some gratitude work. Um, I'm, don't love journaling. Like I said, I don't like writing. So at least just writing the things that I'm, you know, grateful for just a few and then writing my dreams. So nice. 10, 10 dreams or so I use a uh, Rachel Hollis's start today journal and writing those every day helps you believe in yourself a little bit more that you can get there. You know, uh, talking about manifestation, if you write things down, I do believe it helps get you there. Um, so I do that. And then um, I finish out my morning routine reading my belief plan, which I've written up. Um, so inspiring words and, and aspirations and um, stuff to help me feel ready to take on the day and believe in myself and believe in what I'm doing and who I'm helping. And just really, that's how I kick off my day. And it is helpful. If I can get it in there, which I'm trying to do, like I said, I'm still tweaking my morning routine. Um, Getting in some reading is is huge and 
gosh, there are so many books out there that are inspiring, especially for entrepreneurs and and business growth and all that. So gosh, I have a tower of books to read. So <laughs> if I can get the reading in there, I know I'll get through them faster and learn that much more. And um, so that's that's something just as a tip to definitely read your books, like-minded people, find those those others that have done what you're attempting to do and, and learn from them because um, they, they will inspire you in ways and motivate you um, knowing that it's possible. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. But number one, I do say the thing that has helped me launch this business and grow the way that I have is going back to those connections, building relationships, um, finding your team of support. Um, uh, I have five girls in my office that I am with every day. Um, they, we all own our own businesses. We also do CEO retreats. We are there for each other every step of the way, even though we're not in the same world as far as business necessarily. So finding that team, even though you may be a solopreneur is, gosh, it's, it's everything. I honestly don't know if I would have gotten here without them. Um, helping me along the way. So find those and then network like crazy. I know it's a little hard right now, um, but if you're just getting started, network the heck out of it. <laughs> um, I did it solidly for a year um, and just built awesome relationships and, and, and then it really starts to narrow down and, and you find those, like I said, power partners is, and at least the referral partners. And um, I think that's just incredibly invaluable. It's priceless as far as um, building your business. So those, those are my number one tips. <laughs> nice. Well, thanks so much for joining me today. And I sure appreciate your heart for others. And of course your heart for your heart and passion for your business and, and the clients that you serve. And, and of course, you know, it matches your talent, which is so exciting to see somebody who's figured out even on their own, they're, you know, purpose and talents and gifts match this this niche and uh some people spend lifetimes just trying to tie those three things together and and you you've got there naturally and and i think that helped a lot in in your success happening so quickly and of course i absolutely know that 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 team of five women that connection that you have and and your commitment to each other as a mastermind building your businesses together is so powerful so mm -hmm that's that's really exciting so thank you for sharing about Thanks. that and uh, yeah absolutely so if you enjoyed the show please like subscribe or leave a review we have a free gift for you at addvaluemindset.com that's addvaluemindset.com we've collected some of the best mindset secrets shared by successful entrepreneurs on our podcast and we want to give them to you for free addvaluemindset.com. In our next episode, Andrew Cordell shares all about the money and he wants entrepreneurs to be about the money too. They need to know how money works. They need to know how to use it for their benefit. He talks about how most entrepreneurs are playing the wrong game and they think they can achieve wealth. Wealth is a money game and it can't be won if you're focused on just being great at your craft.